You're listening to Community Radio for the Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Oak Stage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Monday, August 15th. A two-year-old nearly drowned on the 26.7-mile marker of Lake of the Ozarks Wednesday. The Sunrise Beach toddler was reported to have wandered away from his home and was later found in the water. The toddler was revived on the scene. However, the patrol says the boy sustained serious injuries and was transported by helicopter to University Hospital. Stand Back Ozark, a new show is coming to Lake of the Ozarks. The real estate and lifestyle show American Dream is filming at Lake of the Ozarks. The show has brought on several local real estate agents, calling them power players of real estate. Production is planned to start next week. The show is expected to release in October. The capybara that's been on the loose at Lake of the Ozarks since Tuesday has been found safe. After escaping her pen and leading her owners on a three-day-long chase, Cappy the Capybara was found safe. Cappy is now back home relaxing in her pool and snacking on lettuce. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events and boating and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. LakeExpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. The Chiefs, well, they kind of had a good and bad weekend. They looked good when the, the starters were in there, did not look too good when they didn't have the starters in there. The Chiefs lose preseason game number one in Chicago, 19-14. to The good news is the Chiefs led 14 to nothing at halftime. Then the defense gave it up in the second half. Mahomes threw for 60 yards and a touchdown on Kansas City's first possession. Now, the field conditions for Saturday's game were not good there in Chicago. Noticeable divots and patches of missing grass. The Players Union has questioned why the league would let the Chiefs and Bears even play on that surface Saturday. It was in such bad shape, but Chiefs lose the preseason game, but of course that doesn't mean much of anything. So they will be playing at home for the final two preseason games. Washington coming into town this Saturday. That's a 3 o'clock kickoff. Now as for baseball, the Cardinals with a pretty good weekend. They take two of three from the Brewers, winning the rubber game of the series yesterday, and that win extends the Redsbirds' first place lead over Milwaukee to a game and a half now now the royals had a losing weekend getting beat up by the uh, dodgers over the weekend the dodgers pretty darn good the royals no days off this week they've got a three-game series starting today on the road in minnesota and then a four-game series next weekend in tampa against the rays 
College football's preseason poll is out. No shocker, Alabama number one in the AP preseason poll. Season gets underway on September 1st for Mizzou at home against Louisiana Tech and for MSU on the road against Central Arkansas. Hey, KB is on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7.02 a.m., 5.02 and 11.02 p.m. every day. Lake TV bringing you six local lake area shows Got to check them out and get ready for live high school football games Friday nights this fall on Lake TV. You can see Lake TV absolutely free on Como Channel 90, also absolutely free on Roku. Just do a search for Lake TV. Absolutely free streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. Be sure to check it out. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station. Featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, Live High School Sports, Real Estate, Dining, Boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozark Shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Join 89.3 The Key for the True History Professor program featuring Professor Jim Paisley. The national media now has kind of taken advantage of people. They hit you with a, you know, a big headline, and then they don't give you any information behind it. There's no context to it. Problem. And so what I'm going to try and do, uh, you know, on a weekly basis with the show is to try and share with you what, what were the events, what are the things behind the scenes here, what, what led to this. Professor Paisley takes a look back at history and how it relates to present-day events. But we take it on face value without having any knowledge of why it well it's because the news told us join professor jim paisley thursdays and saturdays at 6 a.m 2 p.m and 10 p.m for the true history professor program on 89.3 the key
the Lake of the Ozarks Community Radio Station. You're listening to 89.3, The Key. Hey, how are you this morning? My goodness, it is great to be here with you. 70 degrees as we broadcast live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors in beautiful downtown Osage Beach. 70 degrees at 808 going to be talking to uh, a couple of guests here shortly. Martha White will join us, and she is going to be involved with a program that uh, is uh, tagged to, tied to, if you will, the Concerned Women for America of Missouri. We'll be speaking with her shortly. Also, Rick Bryant will join me in the studio coming up shortly uh, in the 9 o'clock hour. What are we going to talk about with Rick? Well, you name it. We're going to be talking about all kinds of different things. We might talk a little auction action. Uh, we might get an update on the uh, proposed casino here at the Lake of the Ozarks. We might also talk a little Mar-a-Lago and get Rick's thoughts on all of these things. And as always, your phone calls are welcome. Yes, they are at, uh, well, my goodness, 573-633-5395. 573-633-5395. Martha White will join us. And again, the event coming up, the uh, Springfield Branson Prayer Action Chapters, A Journey from Cuban Oppression to American Freedom. The Concerned Women for America of Missouri, Springfield, and Taney County Prayer Action Chapter invites you to their combined August meeting. The event is going to take place, I believe, it's coming up shortly uh, this Saturday, August the 20th, from 9.30 until 11 at the Library Center on South Campbell in Springfield, Missouri. And there she is right on time to uh, tell us more about the event. We are happy to have her with us this morning as she joins us on the key. And that would be uh, Ms. Mar- Ms. Martha White. Good morning, ma'am. How are you? Yes. Good morning. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. It is so great to hear your voice this morning. And uh, where are you calling us from? Where are you located right now? Well, I live in Branson, West Missouri. Okay, very good. You're not too far from us, and, uh, of course, a tourist area much like the Lake of the Ozarks, but uh, we wanted to spend some time with you this morning, about the next uh, 20 minutes or so, talking about the event coming up, the uh, Springfield-Branson Prayer Action Chapters, A Journey from Cuban Oppression to American Freedom. So uh, you were born in, in Cuba? to an affluent uh, family. Yes, I was. And your grandfather held I was a... Born in... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to kind of give some folks a little biographical information about you. Uh, your grandfather held a high government position, and your father managed extensive family properties. And uh, you were going to share a uh, shocking story, shocking similarities that uh, you see happening in America that led to a communistic takeover in Cuba. And I think, uh, Ms. White, that a lot of people would agree with you because we're seeing things now in this country that uh, are a little scary, just to uh, to say the least. And uh, and maybe you can help us uh, fill in some of the blanks as far as uh, what you saw and what you see and uh, life in Cuba at the time as you were growing up. And then uh, you, you came to America and uh, and we'll kind of go from there this morning. So tell us about what life was like in Cuba, especially uh, coming from an affluent family. And uh, you had a, a grandfather uh, 
in a high government position. So I don't necessarily know that you were privy to a lot of things, but I'm sure you heard a lot about what was going on. Well, yes, um, I didn't just hear it so much as much as I lived it also. And um, um, when, uh, first of all, it started out when Castro took over and um, they, um, um, the lady that was our cook, her husband was playing uh, dominoes with a militia and he overheard that they were going to come and arrest my father first thing in the morning. Wow. And uh, so he finished playing and uh, and then uh, went home and told his wife, you know, what was going on. And uh, she walked all the way to our house, which I don't know how far that was. I was just still a kid, but she walked all the way uh, to the house and knocked on my parents' bedroom window and told them what was going on so that same night uh we packed and uh, and left and uh, they looked for us almost in every property that we had except they did not know that we had a beach house and that's where my parents uh, went and uh, they didn't ever go there because they did not know that we had that property and uh, so we we stayed there, and that's when my parents started making um, arrangements for me to come to the United States because of things, you know, that were going on. Um, and uh, there was a lot of different missions that we used to do. Uh, we were not allowed to leave our neighborhood, which she was, believe it or not, I think the first... Um, the first uh, gated um, neighborhood that I ever knew of. So they couldn't get through there. So, but we would in the afternoons um, get in our bicycles and, and get out uh, without our parents knowing that we were out of the safety zone mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and things like that. So um, I remember one afternoon I was riding my bicycle and uh, I, out of the back of my eye, I saw my parents' car and uh, there was some uh, people that were sitting in their porch and I ran over there and threw the bicycle on the yard and asked them to hide me because I knew that I was going to get in big trouble once my parents saw me. Um, you know, from where I was. So that's kind of some of the stuff that went on, um, you know, on the fear that there was um, in Cuba. And, of course, I was too young to realize what I was doing and how that would be not very safe uh, for us to do. So um, and then also the next thing that happened was my parents, uh, did not enroll me in school because everything that was being learned in school was um, communism. And uh, so they took me out. But here, this is what happened, too, is whenever you did not have a child in school or you did not have an elderly person living with you, you they would not give you as much food oh because they would come in and check your um 
your whole pantry and everything and take out things that they didn't think you should have. And milk was one of the things that you couldn't have if you, your child was not going to school. Hmm. And uh, so, you know, all that kind of uh, stuff was going on. Uh, then we, uh, they started, like I said, fixing for me to come to the United States. Now, when we left, when I left Cuba and my parents left Cuba a year later, we still had relations with the United States. So, um, when I came, I came actually in American Airlines, Pan American Airlines and, uh, with a visa and, uh, and all that. So it wasn't that, um. Uh, you know, we we hid, but when we got to the airport, um, I like I said, I was only ten years old, and uh, uh, they make you be there at six o'clock in the morning, and um, so. But your plane wasn't going to leave until like um, noon, but you had to be there. Then they took you into this room that they called the fishbowl because it was all surrounded by glass. Mm-hmm. And your parents had to stay on the other side, and you had to come in the inside. So in other words, once I kissed my parents at 6 o'clock in the morning, that was it. I was never able to touch them or anything. So what we were sitting in the... While we were sitting in in the in the in the fishbowl, thank you. My husband is reminding me. Anyway, while we were sitting in the fishbowl, my name was called, and uh, so they took me to where this little desk was, and um, they asked me what my name was, and I told them, and uh, they started to take out every bit of jewelry that I had on, like little earrings and my necklace. Um, you know, and things like that. They took everything off of me. And then they led me um, down. Uh, we went actually, we went outside, and they led me to this other office. And uh, and when I went in, now remember I was 10 years old. So there were, uh, that whole room was surrounded by men, and at my age, I thought they were machine guns. Um, I don't know that they were machine guns, but to this day I still say they're machine guns because that's what I thought they were. And uh, they were pretty well pointing at uh, at me. And there was a man behind a desk uh, that started to ask me all kinds of questions. Like because of my last name was so well known, um, they asked me my my maiden name, my last name at the time was De Cardenas, and uh, so they asked me what kind of De Cardenas I was, and I said I didn't know. I knew, but I wasn't going to say anything. I think the Lord made me really smart during that time, right? And uh, I said I I have no idea. I just De Cardenas, and uh, so they. Um, they asked me why was I going to the United States, and I told them that it was because my um, mom wanted me to go to school there, and they asked me uh, why, and I said, well, she wants me to learn another language. She wants me to learn English, and the guy said, well, why don't you learn Russian? And I said, because English is the international language. And about that time, 
this man came into the room and uh, I will never forget him. He had a cigar in his mouth and he was shaking so bad that that cigar was going up and down like that and he was crying. And um, I looked at him and when that happened, that's when I broke down and started crying myself. And uh, he pointed at the man and he said to me, um, that man, um, don't worry about that guy. There is nothing wrong with him. He just did not obey the laws and, uh, and he's going to have to stay and his family is already in the plane and they're going to leave. And, um, but here's the miracle of the whole thing. I had never seen this little lady. And to me, she was a little old lady. I honestly don't know what time, how old she was. But, mm -hmm. and, uh, but all of a sudden, she was sitting next to me, and she put her arms around me. And, um, and, she, and uh, the man said, why are you crying? Pointing at me. And, I, and she said, she's just a little girl. And uh, so he ordered the militia people to take, take the lady and I out. Mm -hmm. to the to the outside of the office and um and waited um and for us to wait and he told them to find somebody to search us and uh, what so were we they looking for? for what were they looking for if I, they were going to search you uh, i guess they they thought that maybe we had something hidden like they took all my jewelry out mm -hmm. that they were going to make sure to do that but what i did not realize is that searching meant every cavity of your body. Uh -oh. Imagine what that would do to a 10-year-old child. Certainly. And uh, so um, a little bit later, um, they came by and they said, um, there's nobody out there to search them, so just let him go. And uh, so they took me back to where my suitcases were because they opened every everything to look out. But this little lady that had never left me and that had her arms around me the whole entire time disappeared. Right. She wasn't there more um, or anything. In my mind, um, I believe that to this day, I still believe that she was an angel, that she was there just to protect me because I never saw her again. I never heard from her again. And um, after they went through my suitcases and took out everything that they wanted to, then they took me back to the to the fishbowl. And um, I was waving at my parents, and my parents were saying, no, no, you know, and all that. And right after that, they put us in the plane, and, uh, and I just sat there in a fetal position. And... Uh, and then I remember when the um, pilot said, uh, we're over international waters, you are free. Wow. And everybody was feeling and jumping up and down sure, and all sure, that kind absolutely. of stuff. I was feeling, yes, but I was feeling my little fetal position because right. I was too young. Well, you let, me know. Ask you, uh, let me ask you a question about all of this. So you were one of the fortunate people that got to leave by plane. Uh, what about the people yes. that were were left in the country, the people that didn't have uh, connections to uh, someone in the government or had an opportunity 
to um, to escape the country, I would imagine that life for them was uh, quite a bit different in the sense that they uh, probably had to struggle, and there were probably people that if the government didn't like you for some reason or another, and I'm sure uh, it could be any kind of a reason, uh, just pick one, right? And yeah. so uh, those people were probably uh, jailed, possibly tortured, possibly killed. Yeah, uh, if- two of my uncles w- went to jail. Two of my uncles were put in jail because of the same thing. They didn't leave fast enough. Right. Uh, when my parents left a year later or so, uh, they were also able to come in, um, in Pan American Airline. But the thing was is that they never even questioned my parents. It was just me. Yeah. That was questioned. Well, maybe because they and, thought you were a young child and you would answer their questions without them having to uh, worry about whether or not that you would think about what you'd say. As a child, you obviously, and, and we see it all the time when you ask a child a question, uh, children normally answer truthfully uh, and they don't really have to uh, uh, do a whole lot to get them to answer. That's right. That is correct. And uh, so, but yeah, two of my uncles went, and then I had an uncle and uh, and some other um, cousins and things like that that actually went in the Bay of Pig Invasion. Mm-hmm. So they were there for quite a long time. Sure. Uh, now, I don't know if you'd want to hear this, but I will. I want to tell you that uh, when the Bay of Pig Invasion, it was only Cubans that were actually going to liberate uh, Cuba. Mm-hmm. They did not involve, um, you know, any of the American people or anything like that. It was them, and they were being trained. Now, Miss White, but let me nine- let me ask you a question. Yes. Uh, the the Cubans that were going to liberate Cuba during the Bay of Pigs, uh, they were supplied military training and weapons from the United States. Correct? They just didn't have any. Uh, any American troops backing them up. So that was uh, probably a very uh, almost, um, uh, I guess if you want to call it a a suicide mission. It was. It was. Plus also, and I don't know if I should say this or not, but also Kennedy had promised to back up with planes. Mm -hmm. And uh, when they got there, most of the Cuban army was going over to um, to their side, we're going to fight against the the Cuban army. Some of the ones that were wanting to stay, mm-hmm. and uh, also uh, when the airplane uh, came, um, it, it was it, well, it was the plane that Kennedy had sent to take pictures of the battle, and uh, all the Cuban planes just went away when they saw that one until they realized. Mm-hmm. That that's all that it was, and there were no more planes right. coming in. Uh, my uncle was um, was apprehended because he went blind because he was eating um, earth crabs, and uh, uh, a couple of uh, other guys that um, that were young, that were younger, um, got caught milking a cow. They were starving. They were starving. Nothing, so they stole milk from someone's uh, cow. Yes, 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 and things like that. So before you knew, they were all apprehended, and that's when they went um, in, um, you know, to prison in mm-hmm. Cuba. 
And uh, finally, they went ahead and um, I can't remember the president at the time, uh, liberated them. Right. And uh, so they came to the United States. Well, that's and, a very, um, very interesting story, and, and, and uh, I was only going to keep you on for 20 minutes, but we've got a break at the bottom of the hour. If you could stick with us, I'd like to kind of get your uh, thoughts on uh, what you saw, obviously, uh, when you came to America as a child. We'll, we'll, we'll talk briefly about that, but I'm, I'm interested to hear more about the things that you saw in Cuba in comparison to what you're seeing in the United States these days, obviously we also want to talk about the event on Saturday, August the 20th, but um, I do have a break coming up at the bottom of the hour. Can you stick with us for a little bit? Sure. Sure. And and just hold on, hold on through the break and uh, I will take the break here at the bottom of the hour and uh, then we will, uh, we will come back and talk some more with you. Uh, Martha White is our guest and she is going to be uh, a speaker Coming up this Saturday again, August the 20th, and this is going to be a a joint venture between uh, the Taney County and uh, Springfield Prayer Action Chapter of uh, the Concerned Women of America for Missouri. And this event will be from 9.30 until 11 on South Campbell in Springfield. If you'd like information, uh, Haven Howard. Uh, looks like 01 at gmail.com. Haven, H-A-V-E-N, Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D, 01 at gmail.com. Or we'll give you a phone number here in just a bit as well. Coming up, we'll talk more with Martha White. Rick Bryant on the program. Beautiful day. Mix of clouds and sun. Maybe a stray shower or thunderstorm possible today. A uh, very slight chance for that. 87 the high, 67 the low tonight as skies will become cloudy and the uh, rain jumping in there overnight as well. We'll have rain tomorrow, high 71, a low 62. Looking ahead, some uh, decent weather. Looks like we're going to get a bit of a cool down uh, in the month of August. That never hurts at all as this uh, system, as it begins to move in tonight, will usher in some cooler weather. We've got uh, information here at the bottom of the hour. Stacy Johnson with LakeExpo.com and Chris Schneider with Lake TV. Information, sports. We'll update you quickly on the weather, the current conditions at Bagnell Dam. I want to send a quick shout out to my friend, uh, Mr. James Hodgson. James, as you know, is uh, maybe you don't know, but uh, if you do, On occasion, you'll see someone carrying a cross around the Lake of the Ozarks. Well, James is the cross man, as I refer to him, and he walks all over the lake area. He's walked all over the country, and uh, he suffered a uh, minor stroke here not too terribly long ago. And so if you wouldn't mind sending your thoughts and prayers and uh, good vibes out to James. I know he and his family would certainly appreciate it. We've got information for you now on The Daily Show here on Key Radio. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Monday, August 15th. A two-year-old nearly drowned on the 26.7-mile marker of Lake of the Ozarks Wednesday. The Sunrise Beach toddler was reported to have wandered away from his home and was later found in the water. The toddler was revived on the scene. However, the patrol says the boy sustained serious injuries and was transported by helicopter to University Hospital. Stand Back Ozark, a new show is coming to Lake of the Ozarks. The real estate and lifestyle show American Dream is filming at Lake of the Ozarks. 
The show has brought on several local real estate agents, calling them power players of real estate. Production is planned to start next week. The show is expected to release in October. The capybara that's been on the loose at Lake of the Ozarks since Tuesday has been found safe. After escaping her pen and leading her owners on a three-day-long chase, Cappy the capybara was found safe. Cappy is now back home relaxing in her pool and snacking on lettuce. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events and boating and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Helping out the community is as simple as joining the Key Radio team. Right now, Key Radio is looking for an individual to spread the good news about community radio at the Lake of the Ozarks. The job involves talking to local businesses about supporting our mission. You decide how much you'd like to work and get a commission for the work that you do. Sales experience is preferred but isn't required. We need you, and so does our community. Contact Bill Munhausen at 573-280-0532. Key Radio KEYK is an equal opportunity employer. with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. The Chiefs, well, they kind of had a good and bad weekend. They looked good when the, the starters were in there, did not look too good when they didn't have the starters in there. The Chiefs lose preseason game number one in Chicago, 19-14. to The good news is the Chiefs led 14 to nothing at halftime. Then the defense gave it up in the second half. Mahomes threw for 60 yards and a touchdown on Kansas City's first possession. Now, the field conditions for Saturday's game were not good there in Chicago. Noticeable divots and patches of missing grass. The Players Union has questioned why the league would let the Chiefs and Bears even play on that surface Saturday. It was in such bad shape, but Chiefs lose the preseason game, but of course that doesn't mean much of anything. So they will be playing at home for the final two preseason games. Washington coming into town this Saturday. That's a 3 o'clock kickoff. Now as for baseball, the Cardinals with a pretty good weekend. They take two of three from the Brewers, winning the rubber game of the series yesterday, and that win extends the Redsbirds' first place lead over Milwaukee to a game and a half now now the royals had a losing weekend getting beat up by the uh, dodgers over the weekend the dodgers pretty darn good the royals no days off this week they've got a three-game series starting today on the road in minnesota and then a four-game series next weekend in tampa against the rays College football's preseason poll is out, no shocker. Alabama, number one in the AP preseason poll. Season gets underway on September 1st for Mizzou at home against Louisiana Tech and for MSU on the road against Central Arkansas. Hey, KB is on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7.02 a.m., 5.02 and 11.02 p.m. every day. Lake TV bringing you six local lake area shows. Got to check them out and get ready for live high school football games Friday nights this fall on Lake TV. You can see Lake TV absolutely free on Como Channel 90. Also absolutely free on Roku. Just do a search for Lake TV. Absolutely free streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. 
Be sure to check it out. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. Join 89.3 The Key for the BS Nation, featuring Matt Burns and Ike Skelton. Bring in people who are influential in the community and focus mostly on state or local, and that's really what that's what we wanted to do. Ike and Matt will address local and state issues and how they affect the lake area. It's up to the listener to take it in how they want to take it in. It's the BS Nation, Mondays and Saturdays at 10 a.m., 6 p.m., and 2 a.m. on 89.3 The Key. This is Bill Munhausen for Creation Expo. Geologic theories have one great void. Whereas they try to explain structures like Grand Canyon, they have no unified theory tying together all of Earth's features. Dr. Walt Brown has such a theory. His hydroplate theory proposes Earth's crustal plates were supported by vast reservoirs of water under extreme pressure. The biblical flood began with a rift in the crust circling the planet, releasing fountains of subterranean water mixed with sediments into the atmosphere. Continental plates rapidly slid away from each other and continue settling into position today. It explains mid-ocean ridges, mountain ranges parallel to those ridges, the jigsaw fit of continents, ocean trenches, sedimentary and metamorphic rocks, and even the ice age, meteorites, and radioactivity. The Genesis flood began when the fountains of the great deep erupted. Creationists use historical clues from the Bible to fill in the voids in geology. Key Radio is a non-profit radio station that works with local residents in the Lake of the Ozarks community. Our goal is to provide a positive platform for content that addresses a variety of topics while also giving people the opportunity to find out more about what's going on in our own backyard. Key Radio uses donations to bring you all of the information. So, if you like what you hear and you'd like to help us continue our mission, please Reach out to us at keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio. Businesses, individuals, and content providers power the programming that you hear on Key Radio. To inquire about making your tax-deductible donation, go to keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio or call 573-280-0532. 573-280-0532. You're listening to 89.3, The Key. Business, government, history, religion, entertainment, and much more on 89.3 The Key. Right back here on Key Radio and The Daily Show at 838. We are enjoying a beautiful day at the Lake of the Ozarks, and it looks like some comfortable days to come. Right now, we're uh, sitting pretty here in Osage Beach at about uh, 72 degrees, 87 the expected high, a mix of clouds and sun. A stray shower or thunderstorm is possible. Slight chance for that happening during the day, but a better chance for the rain tonight. A partly cloudy sky will give way to the clouds and uh, an overnight low of 67. And it looks like uh, rainfall near a quarter inch is what we're talking about at this particular point. Rain in 71 tomorrow with a low 62. 80 the high on Wednesday with morning showers possible. And then for uh, (laughs) Thursday... Sunny and uh, that high of around 83, partly cloudy and 85 on Friday, and then uh, 84 for the high on Saturday. Looks like, again, maybe some morning showers, some morning showers and thunderstorms possible on Sunday as well with a high of around 82. 
Current lake level at the Bagnell Dam at 659.38. River level at 552.07. And the current surface water temp at 83 degrees. We are talking with Martha White. And Martha is telling a very interesting story about uh, escaping the country of Cuba and coming to the United States. She will be... Uh, one of the speakers on Saturday, August the 20th, this Saturday, at the Library Center on South Campbell in Springfield from, again, 9.30 until 11. And this is a uh, joint effort by the Springfield and Taney County Prayer Action Chapter of the uh, Concerned Women of America of Missouri. And they uh, are going to be speaking on a journey from Cuban oppression to American freedom. And a very interesting story that uh, she is telling at this point. Uh, Ms. White, I thank you for uh, sticking with us through the break. And uh, let's talk a little bit. Uh, you were 10 years old at the time when you left the country of Cuba and came to the United States. Tell us about uh, what you found and uh, what you saw when you first came to the United States. Um, well, I, uh, I I live with an aunt that was already here. Her husband was one of the ones that went in the Bay of Pig invasion. And um, so, I i mean, I saw things that were completely different. I wasn't scared to death of, uh, you know, of everything that where I went anywhere or what I did or what I said or anything like that. But um, you wanted me to also say what the... Um, how uh, close is what's going on in the United States and what was going on in there. Uh, one of the very first things that they did in Cuba was um, take um, all the arms away. Nobody was allowed to have a gun or a rifle or anything like that. And I remember as a little girl uh, going with my dad and he would dig holes in the backyard and hide guns and rifles and, you know, things like that, that, that we had. And, uh, later and, uh, and, and, you know, and things like that. And then also another thing that they did was they, um, they, uh, they only allowed you to have X amount of money, um, you know, I think it was, what I can think of is I think it was like 150 uh, a month, 150, uh, uh, you know, $1,050, uh, $500 a month. It's all that they allowed you to have, but mm -hmm. that all depends on how many people you had at home and how many children you had at home. Right. But also what they did is they made you bring in every amount of money that you had anywhere outside of Cuba. Well, 99% of all the Cuban people had money here in the United States. They had accounts here in the United States where they were really easy to track. The only ones that they couldn't track was the ones that have um, money in, the, in Switzerland. That was not that was not, but there weren't very many that had money in Switzerland. So all the money that was here in the United States, they made them bring back. So that was brought back, and then after they were brought back and, and all that, they 
change the dollar. So to make sure, because I remember also as a little girl going in the back with my dad to hide money, but once they changed the the the, the money, the currency, uh, then that wasn't any good. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you notice that um, a lot of that is happening here already, as far as. The gun control, and also they have um, new uh, money that they're bringing, you know, that they're bringing in mm-hmm. uh, the dollar. I think we can. And, uh, I think we can see at this point uh, the most recent um, activity that Americans are aware of is what has happened down in Venezuela, where they have taken the firearms away from the citizens there. And uh, the government is in a position where they are strong-arming the citizens, and uh, they've uh, enacted things like rationing uh, of food and uh, other uh, necessities that uh, people really need to have in order to live. And so uh, Venezuela is obviously one of the areas where we've uh, seen this happen most recently. And I wonder sometimes if, uh, if people in the United States don't really uh, see this as, as, as a as a means of, uh, of 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 something that could happen here i mean when we talk about it we we think about uh what uh what great things we have in this country our freedom our liberty but those are slowly being eroded away and we uh we don't really we don't really have the opportunity uh, or i i shouldn't say we don't have the opportunity but people really don't take it uh, to heart as they should because of the fact that we go through our daily lives and we allow the government in this country to make so many decisions for us and we don't question their decisions and we don't stand up against the government and as we saw on january 6th of 2021 uh, there were people that um, were concerned about the future of this country and i wonder you know you, you talk about the things that you saw in cuba and then you talk about the things that you saw when you came to america and uh, are we are we just missing out on uh, the things that we should be paying attention to? Uh, what what are some of the things, obviously, that you'll be talking about this Saturday in Springfield in terms of what is going on in America that we need to truly be concerned about? Well, um, I think that one of the biggest things of why people don't look at it as much is that we live in the greatest nation. Um, you know, in the world, but as things are going on, people are not paying attention. They don't believe that that could happen here in the United States. I think that that's, you know, mostly, but, um, you know, another thing that they did is my family had um, lots and lots and lots of properties, mostly sugar plantations, and uh, they had, they raised Arabian horses, and they had, I mean, all kinds of different, um, of different things. What happened was, is first of all, what my dad always said was, if you are in a room, and there's a hundred people in the room, and none of them are armed, but there's one person that has a gun or a rifle or whatever, who's going to win in the whole deal? It's not going to be the ones that are armed 
is going to be the one that has the one um, machine gun or gun or whatever it is. So what they started doing, too, is a lot of these people that worked for us, and they were they were very well taken care of. Don't get me wrong, but what the um, what the Cuban government started doing is saying, "I'm just going to go to something very small." Let's say you have 100 acres of land, and uh, so one of the people that work for you, you tell them that you're going to give them 25 acres of land. Well, the people that had 75 didn't do anything because it did not bother them. But then a little bit later, you're going to give them 50 acres of land. So the people that had another 50 is not going to bother them and things like that. But at the end, when everybody had whatever they had and they had it fixed up really nice and it was their thing and it was their dream and all that kind of stuff, they came and took that, all of that away from them because it wasn't theirs. It, becomes, it belonged to the government. See, they do it little by little mm-hmm. so that other people do not realize what it is that they're doing. And, of course, the ones that are receiving it will fight for the Cuban government no matter what because they had gotten something from them. For once, they were... You know, they had money, they had some kind of a position and things like that. And especially the young ones, the younger kids that started to grow up into that and they went into the militia government and all that kind of stuff. And they would fight for uh, Cuba and Castro no matter what, because as far as they were concerned, they had been, you know, liberty uh, to them. So, you talk about, you talk about uh, that we're not paying attention, and little by little. No, we're not. Look at the open borders. Yes, the open borders are, are are an issue. Certainly, we're allowing uh, plenty of people to uh, come into this country, and then once they get here, uh, they're given uh, basically whatever they need to uh, to survive. And I guess that's the hope of this government is to uh, get these people uh, at some point actively voting in elections. And it is already happening happening where illegal immigrants are given the uh, opportunity to vote in some school board elections out in places like California. And they're trying to institute that uh, more so throughout other parts of the United States. So the main thing, I guess, uh, the message that it is that we're trying to get across to people today is to keep a close eye on the government. Because one of the things that I know we were talking about and have talked about is uh, democratic socialism. And uh, I don't care. Mm -hmm. Uh, You might as well call it democratic communism because eventually it will it will evolve out of socialism into communism and uh, and that is the hope and we see this more and more with the way the government is starting to control every aspect of our life they present it to us in such a way that it is uh, oh i don't know free money uh for a particular uh, program or something along those lines and then the next thing you know there well obviously there's no such thing as free money but then we we as the people we some of us anyway accept that free money but don't realize 
that it comes with strings attached. So you're not getting free money per se. You're going to have to do something for it. And that's the hope of the government to, uh, I guess, entrap people in these programs and give them just enough to survive and then continue to make them do certain things, jump through various hoops, if you will, in order to continue to be a part of these uh, various programs. And obviously, I don't know that they did that in Cuba. It sounds to me like Cuba was a place where they basically just strong-armed people. If you uh, didn't comply with what the government told you, and as you mentioned, they would take things away like milk and land, and they would only allow you to have so much money. And so uh, that is seemingly what they're doing here, trying to get as many people as they can on the government dole. And they don't obviously give you enough money to uh, uh, to get rich. They give you enough money to eke by every month, and then they keep you on these programs yeah. in hopes of, uh, of gaining more control of your life. That is correct. That is very much what I saw, and um, you know, and and what's happening, uh, what's happening here right now. I mean, these people that are coming in, they're not just giving them things, but they're also uh, letting them have the right to vote, and uh, when you know, without even becoming an American citizen, right. uh, when you know, when we came. Um, we we already came with um, with visas and uh, you know and passports and immediately after my parents got here we became American citizens you know and uh, and things like that so it, it, this was just not and uh, here you don't even I don't even think right now the way things are going that you even have to apply to become an American citizen anymore i think you just go ahead and vote and all these other stuff even before being an american citizen well i think here's here's the situation i think most people now just feel as though they can come into the country illegally so they don't worry about getting citizenship so it's not necessarily something that people don't do or aren't required to do but uh, with the flood of illegal immigrants coming in from all over the world mind you not just mexico not just central america but all over the world uh it seems to be the the way to get into the united states these days you don't have to go through uh, the legal channels you can just come in as an illegal immigrant and uh, be given uh, housing and and money to pay your bills and money for food and uh, that's the hope that more and more of these people come to the united states right and the right to vote I mean, that to me is the biggest thing. How could you have the right to vote in this country when you haven't, um, I mean, I, I, I don't, I can't even think of what I want to say other than you haven't even um, done anything for this country or show that um, you will stand for this country. And, uh, you know, and all that. I remember the day that I became an American citizen, um, how proud I was to become an American citizen, the greatest country that, that the country that opened their doors to me and, and all that. I mean, to me, that's and to this day is still a big pride uh, for me. Don't get me wrong. It's not that I don't 
uh, still love Cuba, but I love the Cuba that I knew when I was born. And, uh, you know, and I would fight for the United States uh, no matter what. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I never... Uh, the United States is my country. Goodness, I was 10, and I mean, like 70 now. <laughs> right. Well, let me ask you I a question. Do you, do you ever get a chance to go back to Cuba? Have you been back to Cuba since uh, you've come to America? You know, that was something that I had never really had any desire uh, to do. Mm. Uh, any desire to do, but the older that I get, I have told my husband that before I died, I would like to go back just to see. But my cousin went back to Cuba and took a whole bunch of pictures of, um, like our home. Um, it's made into uh, an apartment house my, where I lived, my house, where I lived. Uh, actually, no, that was his house. My house, he was never able to go in because uh, Russian dignitaries lived there. So they were not able to go into our into my house. Mm -hmm. But he went to his house, and that is the one that is converted into apartment buildings. And he went in and asked if he would be able to take some pictures, and they actually allowed him to because they were Cuban people that were living there. And uh, you can see the beautiful marble floors and the beautiful uh, wooden um, ceilings and, and uh, you know, that were just different kinds of different woods and things like that that, that were brought into the country. And, and you could see the beauty, except if they were made into um, apartment uh, apartments and nothing really had been done to them. In other words, you could tell how they were getting... Oh, yeah. They built five-star hotels. My husband was reminding me of right. this. They have five-star hotels, and uh, when my cousin went, uh, there was some family of ours that were still living there, and he went and met them, and he, um, what he, he's retired now, but at the time, what he used to do is he used to um, sell uh, medical equipment or, you know, that kind of stuff, and he took a bunch of stuff in, like, he took toys mm -hmm. for the children, and they took all of that away from him at the airport, and he never went to where he wanted it to go. Right. I, he has no yeah. idea what they did with it. Miss White, we, we, are, uh, we are up against the clock, ma'am, and I, I appreciate you joining okay. us this morning, and thank your husband for his participation in the program as well <laughs> to, uh, to get the... Uh, uh, to get the word out, um, uh, you will be again appearing this Saturday at the Library Center yeah. on South Campbell in Springfield from 9.30 until 11. And if people would like additional information or to make a reservation, they can contact uh, Haven Howard and go to the website or uh, the email. Well, I guess it's uh, his email, havenhoward01 at gmail.com, 417-263-0425. You can meet uh, Martha White. You can uh, hear her story. And, uh, of course, then uh, hopefully they will uh, spread the word. This is a, a joint uh, joint venture, if you will, between the Springfield Branson Prayer Action Chapters, the Concerned Women for America of Missouri event, a journey from Cuban oppression to 
American freedom. Ms. White, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for the opportunity, and uh, we hope to have the opportunity uh, to maybe talk to you again and for you to convey your thoughts on uh, what you've seen, what you've been through, and certainly something that uh, all of us here in America need to concern ourselves with uh, because uh, we love our rights, we love our freedom, we love liberty, and we certainly don't want to lose it. But if we're not paying attention, uh, that could happen very easily. Thank you so much for your time, ma'am. Thank you very, very much. Bye-bye. Bye now. It is uh, 9 o'clock on the Midwest Coast, and guess what, folks? We need to step aside and take a little uh, time to get you updated on some information. We'll do that courtesy of our friends at lakeexpo.com and Lake TV. We'll get some information from Stacy Johnson. She has a check of some uh, local events, local news, and Chris Schneider from Lake TV. He will also take some time to update us on what's been happening in the world of sports. We'll come back and talk things over with Rick Bryant from Bryant Auction. It's all part of this Monday edition of The Daily Show on 89.3 The Key. You're listening to Community Radio for the Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Monday, August 15th. A two-year-old nearly drowned on the 26.7-mile marker of Lake of the Ozarks Wednesday. The Sunrise Beach toddler was reported to have wandered away from his home and was later found in the water. The toddler was revived on the scene. However, the patrol says the boy sustained serious injuries and was transported by helicopter to University Hospital. Stand Back Ozark, a new show is coming to Lake of the Ozarks. The real estate and lifestyle show American Dream is filming at Lake of the Ozarks. The show has brought on several local real estate agents, calling them power players of real estate. Production is planned to start next week. The show is expected to release in October. The capybara that's been on the loose at Lake of the Ozarks since Tuesday has been found safe. After escaping her pen and leading her owners on a three-day-long chase, Cappy the Capybara was found safe. Cappy is now back home relaxing in her pool and snacking on lettuce. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events and boating and the lake life. Lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. LakeExpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Tow. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. The Chiefs, well, they kind of had a good and bad weekend. They looked good when the, the starters were in there, did not look too good when they didn't have the starters in there. The Chiefs lose 
preseason game number one in Chicago, 19-14. to The good news is the Chiefs led 14 to nothing at halftime. Then the defense gave it up in the second half. Mahomes threw for 60 yards and a touchdown on Kansas City's first possession. Now, the field conditions for Saturday's game were not good there in Chicago. Noticeable divots and patches of missing grass. The Players' Union has questioned why the league would let the Chiefs and Bears even play on that surface Saturday. It was in such bad shape, but Chiefs lose the preseason game, but of course that doesn't mean much of anything. So they will be playing at home for the final two preseason games. Washington coming into town this Saturday. That's a 3 o'clock kickoff. Now, as for baseball, the Cardinals with a pretty good weekend. They take two of three from the Brewers, winning the rubber game of the series yesterday, and that win extends the Redsbirds' first place lead over Milwaukee to a game and a half now. Now, the Royals had a losing weekend, getting beat up by the uh, Dodgers over the weekend. The Dodgers pretty darn good. The Royals, no days off this week. They've got a three-game series starting today on the road in Minnesota, and then a four-game series next weekend in Tampa against the Rays. College football's preseason poll is out. No shocker, Alabama number one in the AP preseason poll. Season gets underway on September 1st for Mizzou at home against Louisiana Tech and for MSU on the road against Central Arkansas. Hey, KB is on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7.02 a.m., 5.02 and 11.02 p.m. every day. Lake TV bringing you six local Lake Area shows Got to check them out and get ready for live high school football games Friday nights this fall on Lake TV. You can see Lake TV absolutely free on Como Channel 90, also absolutely free on Roku. Just do a search for Lake TV. Absolutely free streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. Be sure to check it out. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station. Featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, live high school sports, real estate, dining, boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozarks shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Join 89.3 The Key for the True History Professor program featuring Professor Jim Paisley. The national media now is kind of taking advantage of people. They hit you with a, you know, a big headline, and then they don't give you any information behind it. There's no context to it. Problem. And so what I'm going to try and do, uh, you know, on a weekly basis with the show is to try and share with you what, what were the events, what are the things behind the scenes here, what, what led to this. Professor Paisley takes a look back at history and how it relates to present day events. But we take it on face value without having any knowledge of why. It, well, it's because the news told us. Join Professor Jim Paisley Thursdays and Saturdays at 6 a.m., 2 p.m., and 10 p.m. for the True History Professor program on 89.3 The Key.
the Lake of the Ozarks Community Radio Station. You're listening to 89.3, The Key. Good morning, it is 9.09, and thank you for joining us here in the second hour of The Daily Show. We are uh, glad to have you with us right now. Very comfortable morning, kind of nice for the month of August to uh, enjoy uh, some comfortable temperatures. And I think we will for the day and probably the week as well. Right now we're at uh, about 73 degrees and uh, looking for a high today of around 88, 67 the low. Could see a stray shower or thunder shower today. And then for tonight that uh, rain will increase in the uh, rain chance at about 94%. Uh, some rain overnight. Could see as much as uh, a quarter inch. 71 the high tomorrow with rain, 81 and morning showers on Wednesday, sunny and 84 on Thursday. Friday, when we uh, get things underway with the Camdenton Laker Jamboree, the football Jamboree, we'll have some nice weather for that. 85 the expected high, so not too terribly bad. And all of you young football players out there, make sure that uh, you're hydrating and not just uh, an hour before game time. (laughs) Make sure that uh, you're hydrating through the week so that uh, we don't have to uh, take any time to deal with cramps. But I'm sure we'll endure some of those on Friday night. Of course, looking forward to uh, teaming up with uh, my buddies for the, I believe, 13th season. And for some of us, it'll be our final season. Uh, Brendan Matthews, Luke Hagedorn, and myself. I'll be patrolling the uh, sidelines yet again, and so we look forward to that. Lots of events, of course. Uh, then the following weekend, we've got the uh, shootout going on at Captain Ron's, and the event that uh, we told you about that will be taking place here on uh, Saturday as well. This Saturday at uh, the Library Center on South Campbell in Springfield. We had a chance to talk with uh, Martha White. And she will be the guest speaker talking about a journey from Cuban oppression to American freedom. And she took the time to explain her life in Cuba. Uh, She talked about coming to the United States and how proud she is to be an American citizen. She went through all of the proper legal channels to uh, become a citizen. And she loves this country and, uh, as she said, would fight for this country, considering what she has been through uh, as a child growing up in Cuba. Joining me now in studio, man, it's great to have him back with us. We love to just get together and talk about life in general. That's the one and only Rick Bryant from Bryant Auction. How are you this morning? I think I, I'm great. I'm, I'm super, buddy. I, I got some uh, evidently allergies going on. Looks like if I get stopped, they're going to think I'm smoking weed. <laughs> my eyes are red and watered. But I'm, I'm good. Uh, I, I, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. We travel a lot, as you know, but it's nice to be home. It really is. One of the things that uh, I think was very amazing, and I saw that you put this up on uh, Facebook, was when you unveiled uh, a brand-new Bryant Auction billboard with you and Angie and uh, your kids, and your mom was uh, on the billboard as well. And so her reaction was just priceless, and, uh, you know, she was was just uh, overwhelmed by uh, what you had done and how you had included her in all of that. And your mom is quite the character. For anyone who has not met Rick's mom, uh, I would highly suggest going to a Bryant auction or if you ever get the chance and you see them out to go up and introduce yourself because uh, she is quite an amazing lady. She is up for adoption. 
<laughs> I, uh, she was impressed, and, I, and I'm glad. You know, I learned a long time ago in a lot of businesses that we've owned and marketed and stuff that uh, there's multiple reasons to 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 market, yeah. uh, to expose. Um, and, and 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 the other thing that I've learned too in my own humble, fat, 65 year old way is not to stand in a billboard myself and point at something or look cool because <laughs> it just doesn't work. Right. Uh, and that's news news flash to those of you that do that. It doesn't always work. And. Uh, and I always realized, too, that they weren't hiring me. They're hiring our services. Uh, there's there's too much arrogance in that. So anyway, we put the family up there. And, and it was also important to the kids, uh, Dylan and Danielle, to have Grandma be a part of it because Dad can't be, obviously. He's no longer with us. And we want to, while she's here with us, want to want to share the, the blessings of the business because, mm-hmm. you know, after half a century, uh, we, we've, we've done well. And I'm very proud of that, very proud of our staff and and the and, and the groundwork that Dad laid, you know, the, to to put us in a position where we could be successful. Well, Bryant auctions definitely draw a lot of uh, uh, different people. And uh, prior to the election, you had a gun auction, and uh, who was there? But a number of candidates that were running for office, judges, uh, uh, prosecuting attorney, uh, presiding commissioner. And so people realize and understand the importance of uh, attending the auction, but being seen at an auction as well, because uh, that's a gathering place, a meeting place, a people place where, uh, you know, different folks get together and they not only come to uh, support the Second Amendment, but they also come to uh, get caught up on the uh, the events of, of, of what it is that is going on in, uh, in Camden County and, and other areas as well. I'd like to say that I'm really intelligent and I figured these things out. I think there must be at least divine intervention. And uh, over the years, I've noticed that our crowds are very similar to my MO. (laughs) And I think it's because those that aren't get peed off and they take off, you know, or whatever the case is, but, or, or people gravitate to us based on our moods. We're Americana. We do the Pledge of Allegiance during the auction. I don't think any other auction in Missouri, you'll find that. Uh, but I just feel strongly about uh, the allegiance and all that. And so, and I've told politicians over the years, listen, if you want to come, I'm not giving you a soapbox, but if you want to come and be a part of, of a good uh, group of folks that are really true Americans, then come over and let them throw rocks at you and, and ask questions or whatever. We had both prosecuting attorneys, you know, uh, the incumbent and, and uh, Rochelle. We had, uh, let's see, we had judges. We had uh, uh Presiding commissioners. Presiding commissioner was obviously a big one in the county, and and uh, and I and, I, and hats off to all of these folks yeah. to to actually just take their laundry and throw it out on the street because now they're exposed. Yeah. You're, you're not going to run and hide now. It, right. it's, you're in, and in Camden County, Missouri, if anybody believes that politics is behind closed doors now. Hmm. Uh, you know, I, do, I think this one was uh, probably for the record books, and I'm kind of glad it's behind us, to be honest. But we did have a lot of candidates, and God love that. You know, mm-hmm. that we had choices to make. Yeah. And there was kind of pretty much every flavor. You know, you could you could pick whatever whatever chocolate, vanilla, or whatever it is that you wanted. Uh, and uh, God love them for doing that. All of the candidates, everybody, right. uh, that uh, you know, they give their time. We've got a caller on the line. Let's uh, take a phone call. Caller, I appreciate you joining us here on the Daily Show. What's up? <clears throat> Well, I just wanted to admonish you for a term you use. I absolutely hate it. It's like fingernails on a chalkboard. They are not immigrants. They're illegal aliens. They're criminals. Their first act in this country is to break the law. And when you call them illegal immigrants, you're bestowing a title on them they can use. Well, look, we're immigrants. You're helping them get across the border legally in the battle. They're illegal aliens, period. I wish you'd call them that, not 
immigrants. Well, I'll, uh, immigrants I'll, I will keep that in mind immigrants for future reference. Right. I will keep that in mind for future reference, and I appreciate the phone call this morning. Thank you, sir. I think I think what we've done in the last five or ten years is, is we've the diversity is over the over the roof. Uh, you know the the feelings and the thoughts and the uh, the desires of of all of us and what our impression of is of America and whatnot has been skewed at best. And and I and I hear that and I totally understand his point. I, I do. Uh, it, it, being in law enforcement, it's either against the law or it's it's they're law abiding. It's mm. not not a not a rock not rocket science. But he's referencing my interview from last hour, right? And, where and I referred to someone, I guess, as our <laughs> illegal immigrants rather than illegal aliens. Well, and I. You know, I think if anybody's questioning your beliefs or your feelings right now, they've been asleep but, uh, or had a rock over their head. But, but I do understand the diversity. I, you know, I understand we, we've been – we're poked and, and jabbed every step of the way. And, right. and, and when we think we have something figured out and we know we're not supposed to run a stop sign and we're not supposed to do this and someone else gets away with that, we get pissed. Yeah. We get upset. Yeah, and, we and, sure do. And, and it's just time that, you know, that, that you know, something's got to happen on a national level because I think on a local level, we're kind of okay. I see, it all over, see this all over the world, right. uh, but on a national level, that's where the corruption and the money and the ignorance and, and the thought process of, I know what you need. I, mm-hmm. you, you don't know what I need. I, I, we're, we're dear friends, and you don't really know what I need. Um, I, I, I try to help you. You try to help me, but we really don't know each other. Yeah. And so when the government says, hey, I can help you, I, I don't know. You kind of want to duck. You uh, you referenced something early on that I was actually going to ask you about, and you said your allergies, if you got pulled over, it might look like you were smoking weed. Well, the uh, the folks are going to get the ballot issue on uh, the November ballot of legalizing recreational marijuana. Now, we did, as a state, uh, legalize medical marijuana, and there are certain things that you have to do in order to uh, uh, be able to obtain medical marijuana. You have to have the card and... Uh, you have to uh, fall into a, a certain category in terms of uh, needing medical marijuana. But uh, do you think uh, Missourians will legalize recreational marijuana? Enough people will come out. And if so, uh, what does it mean for the, the future of the state? Now, there is, uh, I guess, what, a 6% tax that you will have to pay. So uh, it's it's not like the old days of buying a dime bag from somebody and <laughs> and there you go. I would I would like to I would like in any decision, political decision, take all the money out. Right. Take the money out. No money involved. Just make the decisions and see what happens. Um, having said that, and and I think the the legalization, of course, had a strong push for a long, long time. I remember years and years in law enforcement. I would say, you know, we never had to really wrestle with the guy that was high. You know, you just wanted a Twinkie and 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 things were good. You know, <laughs> the, the rest of the guys were the problem. You know, but uh, but on and and I think by and large in law enforcement, there's probably a big understanding of, hey, let's let's skip this and move on to things that are more important with exclamation marks. Now. I wrestle with that because my dad was no dope, mm-hmm. no dope. Right. There was no, there was no wiggle room. If if I'd have came home with these red eyes, uh, he'd have wanted to know why. And uh, and so uh, you know, I wrestle with that too. But then on the other hand, I think a sign of the times, if you will, is this is going to happen, brother. I mean, I'm I'm just telling you. I've said this for years that not only the medical marijuana was going to happen, but the recreational was going to happen as well. Uh, it was in the cards. I think it was in, it's follow the money, you know, those types of things. Now, you know, those that are listening, I've got a good friend that uh, I just worked with uh, professionally, and 
and he's all about it. You know, he's and and so I I get it, and I and I don't see the huge problem. I think Colorado's had some issues with it. Mm-hmm. I take phone calls when people want to buy property, and that's one of the issues that they see a difference in people. I was struck when we were in Vegas that we're walking down uh, the street, and you could smell it everywhere. And and that kind of I, I I guess you know I just got my Medicare card so I guess my age is is, is a is a you know is a problem there, mm-hmm. but uh, it does seem a little weird. Of course, we're not used to it, and so I'll I'll, I'll go with that. Um, I think that five years is going to tell us where we're at, and if you we can take you know some of these states like California, I think, and Colorado and whatnot, and look at them and say, okay, no, there are problems. Let's fix those. Let's deal with those issues. I, I also have a real problem with incarceration of people who are users not not dealers dealers i have a special place in my heart for it's it's uh it's called a taser uh but uh but those that use uh, you know uh, it's 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 going to happen anyway well it's now i guess uh, the question the elephant in the room is how much longer before the federal government says okay we're just going to give everybody the nod if that's something that they want to do go ahead and do it but uh, I will say, as far as uh, transport, uh, transporting any money that uh, you make on the sale of marijuana, uh, there are certain states you don't want to go through. And Kansas is, is one of those states. And there was a story, as I said, and I've mentioned this several times, uh, about somebody who got pulled over and uh, the uh, person that uh, was representing law enforcement came up to them and said, uh, what's with all this money? And they said, well, we're going from a, uh, I guess, a dispensary or a grow facility in Missouri to Colorado because most banks, other than banks in Colorado, won't uh, won't address dealing with uh, drug money. Well, they can't. They, yeah. You know, they lose their accreditation. But, uh, you know, the, the, the problem, too, is you put yourself in the law enforcement officer's position. Right. You know, he's trained for certain things. One of them is a big pile of money, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he wants to know why. And that's, that's, that's uh, you know, that's what he does. And so, so it causes the problems. I, I think... I think if we had somebody on a federal level that were cognizant of real, true problems, they would help try to rectify this and fix it, knowing right. that some states want to do this, uh, abortion and all these other things. We just get so diverse, and and nothing common sense-wise is ever done by anybody in, in the hierarchy. Right. Uh, and I, I it, it worries me that and, – and I think – you know, I, I talk about being older. I, I guess 65 is not a long time in the in – the, in the span of America and, and the earth. But but on the other hand, uh, and maybe we've seen this, but I've not, I was just talking to Bill earlier. I said, I don't think I've ever seen anything this, this uh, uh, chaotic. Yeah. Well, I, I would have to agree. And that uh, the fact that so many people um, have tried uh, for a long time to get marijuana legalized. And I think uh, they actually went uh, before medical marijuana was something that we were discussing on a pretty frequent basis they thought well you know let's just find out what we can do at this point with just uh, recreational marijuana and uh, it'll be interesting to see now and and I've, i feel it's kind of uh, even more interesting here in the state of missouri but as is the case if you have something that you would like the citizens the taxpayers of this state the voters of this state to address well, you have to do it like you would do anything else. You have to get the required number of signatures. They have to go before the Secretary of State. And at that point, they determine whether or not the issue is worthy of being on the ballot. And if that is the case, well, then uh, voters will have the opportunity on November the 8th to address the issue. And I guess we'll uh, we'll find out uh, just exactly how it all plays out. Now, I have heard a number of people discuss marijuana as being a gateway drug. And uh, I, I'm sure that's uh, something that is true in certain situations. But 
again, you know, people talk about it openly. People talk about it all the time. It's discussed in the news media. It's discussed on talk shows. It's discussed uh, by comedians. And there are people that come right out and say, I smoke marijuana. And they have no problem saying it whatsoever. And so, you know, I guess it's almost becoming one of those things uh, that isn't, doesn't have the stigma that it once did. That it once did, and that uh, people are seeing this as, uh, you know, maybe you talk about people uh, getting arrested for drunk driving all the time, and that really doesn't seem to grab anyone's attention uh, unless it is a situation where there's a horrible accident and innocent people are injured or killed. But aside from that, you know, those stories kind of pile up on the uh, 24-hour news cycle, and we hear something about it. And unless we know someone involved, in most cases, we just uh, we don't give it a second thought. No, and I, I, I'd hope to. I, I realized this years and years ago that we kept lowering the bar of, of, of humanitarian expectations, you know, uh, of what uh, we expect of our fellow man or even of ourselves. And I've noticed that we've really, really lowered that bar. Mm -hmm. I mean, we basically now just have to show up most of the time or some of the time. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's nothing else uh, on a, on a, on a you know, social interaction or a humanitarian interaction that's really expected of us. We just kind of, you know, if you just, uh, if you just, you just kind of like my brother. I, I had to come home. Skippy just had to show up. You know, it's just that, that's the, that is all that was required of him. As far as, uh, as, far as the, the, the marijuana, I, I think that this is going to happen one way or the other. I, 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 uh, my uncles wanted to make sure that I experienced everything in life, so I did that one time when I was about 20. Right. I don't need to revisit that convenience store and $17 worth of potato chips and you know <laughs> so i'm good but but i mean i don't 20 years old i mean that's a lot of potato I chips was 20, 20, I, I think i was just barely 20 i would right after college i started working in it with right. telemarketing but i don't i don't uh, i don't throw rocks at those that do and i don't uh, I, I again it's not about what you're doing i mean what what you are or what your habits and stuff are it's what you're doing how you're acting in, com in the community and what yeah. you do for the community that's all i care about man well, it is uh, certainly going to be interesting to see what happens, and uh, if it uh, goes down, I'm sure that it will uh, come back up again, and they'll go out and collect the signatures, and they'll try to just keep it on the ballot until uh, the state of Missouri, the voters in the state say, yes, recreational marijuana is uh, is okay, and I, I don't know what it'll, it, it will do in terms of voter turnout. You know, <laughs> it might it might increase voter turnout a little bit. <laughs> they, I, you know, it it could it could very well do that. I mean, and I and I this turnout was good. I mean, this election, I think this last election was good. Uh, I think what was it? Roughly a third of of the registered voters. I think over eleven thousand uh, ballots were cast here in Campbell County. Thirty five thousand voters, give or take. Yeah, something like that. So, <clears throat> I guess that's that's what we that's that's the best we can hope for. And and I'm okay with that. I don't want to be negative about it but I don't know I'd like to see 35,001 people show yeah, up yeah. you know and then throw that one out for not being a registered voter <laughs> <laughs> well again I guess it's uh, the issues and how intent people are about making their voices heard and and, and I think you know when we are happy to see the number uh, as far as uh, the amount of voters that came out in the last election certainly uh, about 4,500 plus in Miller County uh, over 11,000 in uh, Camden County. Uh, it's it's good to see that. It's great to see that. But you really want to see those numbers increase because I think it's so important for us 
as uh, as citizens to make our voices heard. And then you don't really have a platform. You don't really have a uh, a leg to stand on, so to speak, if you if you don't get out and vote. Well, I don't like this, and I don't like that person. For one reason or another, well, did you vote? Well, no. Well, then uh, shut up. <laughs> I, I, I see, and I ask a lot of folks, <clears throat> sometimes employees or people I run into, do you get a chance to vote? No. W- what is it that you were doing on that day mm-hmm. that's more important, <clears throat> important than sharing your philosophy, you know, on how you feel? We better wake up because your last guest is a, is a screaming example of what can happen. Yeah. And, and we think for some reason that, you know, that, that, you know that it can't happen here. Well, I'm telling you, you know, you, you look at what's happened to us in the last five years, 10 years, 20 years, uh, and how we've changed and how we've lowered those standards, plus what uh, the government interaction and whatnot. And I can get more specific about some of those things, even on a local level, then, then you need to wake up or you're going to be overran. Right. It, it's as simple as that. It's that important. And, and I don't, I'm not, on that particular day, it'll be obviously a Tuesday. Uh, let's just set your schedule aside and have nothing to do but go cash the ballot. Rick Bryan is our guest. We're going to have him hang around for a little bit longer and talk. Uh, uh, I would I would be interested to get your thoughts on uh, Mar-a-Lago and uh, how uh, certain uh, people are responding to it, uh, the Department of Justice. Why did they wait as long as they did to raid Trump's home in Florida? Uh, certainly the White House who says, well, we knew absolutely nothing about what was going on. Uh, that issue and uh, maybe we Speaking can talk of marijuana. A huh? Speaking of marijuana. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, maybe Sorry. talk a little bit about the uh, proposed casino here at the Lake of the Ozarks. I know, Rick, you've been involved in uh, in some of that as well. And your phone calls are welcome on the Key Radio Community Hotline at 573-633-5395. Information break, our final break of the show, final break of the morning. And uh, we've got Stacy Johnson with a check of local news from lakeexpo.com. Chris Schneider with Lake TV. He's taking a look at uh, sports. If you missed it, as far as the Chiefs and Bears, Chris will tell you how the Chiefs fared in that particular game. And one of the other things of concern was the field that they played on. Kevin Harvick uh, will uh, talk uh, maybe a little bit in sports about him as well. And, uh, again, we thank you for your patronage, your support of Community Radio. 89.3, it's The Daily Show on the team. Stacey Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Monday, August 15th. A two-year-old nearly drowned on the 26.7-mile marker of Lake of the Ozarks Wednesday. The Sunrise Beach toddler was reported to have wandered away from his home and was later found in the water. The toddler was revived on the scene. However, the patrol says the boy sustained serious injuries and was transported by helicopter to University Hospital. Stand Back Ozark, a new show is coming to Lake of the Ozarks. The real estate and lifestyle show American Dream is filming at Lake of the Ozarks. The show has brought on several local real estate agents, calling them power players of real estate. Production is planned to start next week. The show is expected to release in October. The capybara that's been on the loose at Lake of the Ozarks since Tuesday has been found safe. After escaping her pen and leading her owners on a three-day-long chase, Cappy the Capybara was found safe. Cappy is now back home relaxing in her pool and snacking on lettuce. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events and boating and the lake life. Lakeexpo.com. 
Helping out the community is as simple as joining the Key Radio team. Right now, Key Radio is looking for an individual to spread the good news about community radio at the Lake of the Ozarks. The job involves talking to local businesses about supporting our mission. You decide how much you'd like to work and get a commission for the work that you do. Sales experience is preferred but isn't required. We need you, and so does our community. Contact Bill Munhausen at 573-2800-532. Key Radio KEYK is an equal opportunity employer. with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. The Chiefs, well, they kind of had a good and bad weekend. They looked good when the, the starters were in there, did not look too good when they didn't have the starters in there. The Chiefs lose preseason game number one in Chicago, 19-14. to The good news is the Chiefs led 14 to nothing at halftime. Then the defense gave it up in the second half. Mahomes threw for 60 yards and a touchdown on Kansas City's first possession. Now, the field conditions for Saturday's game were not good there in Chicago. Noticeable divots and patches of missing grass. The Players Union has questioned why the league would let the Chiefs and Bears even play on that surface Saturday. It was in such bad shape, but Chiefs lose the preseason game, but of course that doesn't mean much of anything. So they will be playing at home for the final two preseason games. Washington coming into town this Saturday. That's a 3 o'clock kickoff. Now, as for baseball, the Cardinals with a pretty good weekend. They take two of three from the Brewers, winning the rubber game of the series yesterday, and that win extends the Redsbirds' first place lead over Milwaukee to a game and a half now. Now, the Royals had a losing weekend, getting beat up by the uh, Dodgers over the weekend. The Dodgers pretty darn good. The Royals, no days off this week. They've got a three-game series starting today on the road in Minnesota, and then a four-game series next weekend in Tampa against the Rays. College football's preseason poll is out, no shocker. Alabama, number one in the AP preseason poll. Season gets underway on September 1st for Mizzou at home against Louisiana Tech and for MSU on the road against Central Arkansas. Hey, KB is on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7.02 a.m., 5.02 and 11.02 p.m. every day. Lake TV bringing you six local lake area shows Got to check them out and get ready for live high school football games Friday nights this fall on Lake TV. You can see Lake TV absolutely free on Como Channel 90, also absolutely free on Roku. Just do a search for Lake TV. Absolutely free streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. Be sure to check it out. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Monday. Join 89.3 The Key for the BS Nation, featuring Matt Burns and Ike Skelton. Bring in people who are influential in the community and focus mostly on state or local, and that's really what that's what we wanted to do. Ike and Matt will address local and state issues and how they affect the lake area. It's up to the listener to take it in how they want to take it in. It's the BS Nation, Mondays and Saturdays at 10 a.m., 6 p.m., and 2 a.m. on 89.3 The Key. 
This is Bill Munhausen for Creation Expo. Geologic theories have one great void. Whereas they try to explain structures like Grand Canyon, they have no unified theory tying together all of Earth's features. Dr. Walt Brown has such a theory. His hydroplate theory proposes Earth's crustal plates were supported by vast reservoirs of water under extreme pressure. The biblical flood began with a rift in the crust circling the planet, releasing fountains of subterranean water mixed with sediments into the atmosphere. Continental plates rapidly slid away from each other and continue settling into position today. It explains mid-ocean ridges, mountain ranges parallel to those ridges, the jigsaw fit of continents, ocean trenches, sedimentary and metamorphic rocks, and even the ice age, meteorites, and radioactivity. The Genesis flood began when the fountains of the great deep erupted. Creationists use historical clues from the Bible to fill in the voids in geology. Key Radio is a nonprofit radio station that works with local residents in the Lake of the Ozarks community. Our goal is to provide a positive platform for content that addresses a variety of topics while also giving people the opportunity to find out more about what's going on in our own backyard. Key Radio uses donations to bring you all of the information. So, if you like what you hear and you'd like to help us continue our mission, please reach out to us at keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio. Businesses, individuals, and content providers power the programming that you hear on Key Radio. To inquire about making your tax-deductible donation, go to keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio or call 573-280-0532. 573-280-0532. You're listening to 89.3, The Key. Business, government, history, religion, entertainment, and much more on 89.3 The Key. All right, folks, it is 9.38, and you are listening to Key Radio on the program tomorrow. One of my guests will be Tyler Brown from the Missouri Department of Conservation. And Tyler has been out of action for a while. He's starting to get his feet back under him, as they say. He was involved in an accident when they were out uh, uh, the uh, folks with uh, Missouri Department of Conservation, uh, on on occasion, they uh, they have to set these uh, these fires, and they have to uh, go out and uh, uh, monitor all of this. And he was unfortunately injured in the process of setting one of those fires, where they kind of go through and clean out all of the uh, uh, debris and things that are in the forest. It uh, gets rid of the old stuff and helps usher in the new stuff. Uh, but it'll be good to have him back on the program tomorrow. Let's take an opportunity to uh, jump in here and uh, take a phone call. Our guest is Rick Bryant. Right now we're at about 75 degrees in Osage Beach as we broadcast live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors. Caller, good morning. You are on The Daily Show. What's up? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you all this morning? Couldn't be better, buddy. Couldn't Darn be better. skippy, yeah. Top What's up, day. Jim? Hey, I want to talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, Rick brought it up, talking about this marijuana thing. Uh, and him having been in law enforcement, I think it's kind of fascinating in that uh, we have uh, kind of selective enforcement when it comes to uh, marijuana laws. Uh, like you say, Colorado, it's legal there. Yet it's still, aren't you violating a, a federal law? Correct. And the feds don't say it's illegal then take it to the next step. Uh, we voted here in Missouri that marriage 
if you're married in Connecticut and then move here, we have to recognize that marriage. Uh, you know, it just goes on and on. Uh, there's selective enforcement, uh, and it comes down to the state's rights issue. I'm, I'm curious, even if you, even if they pass marijuana laws here to make it legal, are you not still violating a federal law? No, no question, and, and several problems, Professor. The, <clears throat> one of them is that KB mentioned earlier is banking. Uh, you know, there's some huge problems with that. You, the other thing, I always, I always, I don't know, from from a blue point of view, go back to the law enforcement uh, officers. You know, his defense and what he, how he deals with this stop out here. You know, with a with a small bale of marijuana in the trunk. Uh, I, you know, and how they make those decisions. But then, even more so, and I know I'm I'm, I'm probably going to get some rocks thrown at me. But even the federal agents, how do they deal with it? I mean, you know, there there are obviously federal laws. And typically, from a law enforcement point of view, I know officers think, "How do what what are the what's the crime? What what does the law say? Uh, and how do I enforce the law?" Uh, there are some huge gray issues here with several things, but uh, in, in this particular case with uh, marijuana and how you deal with it. Plus, from my point of view, I've seen many times, uh, and, and again, probably all somebody come by or give me some hate mail, but just, well, I'll get over it. <clears throat> is you know how 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 this. Uh, how this uh, uh, impacts a family when you arrest them for uh, three doobies in an ashtray or something, and and I can tell you situations where I tried to help with that at times, and I and I'm proud of that. I well, you're not true blue. Well, you know, I'll figure that out too. But uh, right. but uh, it's it is an issue, and and it's going to have to be rectified, and somebody's going to have to get smart on a federal level and figure out how to make you know what a state, an independent state, feels is right for their constituents, uh, jive with federal law. Well, I agree, and, and you know, even the, the latest one that kind of set me back in my chair was, uh, you know, this whole abortion thing. So you have a state says that abortion is illegal, and then the federal government steps in and says, well, we'll find you if you want to go to another state and get an abortion. Well, how can you have it both ways? Again, you, you look at marijuana, and they're saying, oh, it's, you know, it's perfectly legal there, or it's not legal there. Uh, I think, you know, they're, they're dancing around each one of these issues and not looking at the big issue of who has the authority of the state or the feds. And I'll, I'll hang up and let you go from there, but I, I think it's a great discussion, guys. Good and, job. And, and I, interestingly enough, I'm going to go ahead and plug your show, Jim, for Wednesday at 9.10 here on Key Radio. And that is the history of the FBI. So I encourage folks to take the opportunity uh, to tune in and uh, check out uh, Professor Paisley. And don't forget his uh, podcast as well, uh, True History Professor on Key Radio. So, Jim, thanks for the phone call and uh, appreciate you listening this morning, sir. Thanks, buddy. Looking forward to Wednesday. Take care, guys. Absolutely. <clears throat> I want to say something here about both of you two. Uh, I, uh, it's, it's over the years I've watched... You know, in, in the first year or two, I think I'm going to uh, be very bold that uh, I wasn't real, real pleased with you, and I don't think you were very pleased with, with, with me. The and understatement of the century, folks. <laughs> and I think it's probably had something to do with our bone, boneheaded tenacity, yeah. but, but nonetheless, I grew to love you, and that's, that's an obvious thing. Uh, and, and, and what impact and importance you and folks like the professor have on this community uh leave all the personal stuff out leave the radio stations out all the politics and all the other issues and stuff those voices are very very uh, they're not nice not cute they're not helpful they're ne they're a necessity to this community and how Thank we you. function yeah. well no it's, it's kb it's true and 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 we have to all appreciate and recognize
recognize those people who do those types of things that the community doesn't function as well as it should or could without those voices. And, I, and I'm glad that you're here in the studio. I'm glad that he's on. Uh, and again, I'm not throwing rocks at anyone else. I'm simply saying that your, your voices are, are crucial to a community and how it functions because we are kind of ignorant. We sit out here in the world and we don't, we're not sure other than if we listen to the three letters, the CNNs, the ABCs, the CBSs, or Fox or whatever, we assume that what we're listening to is true. Uh, we all know surely by now that, 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 that that's not. And so it's, it's wonderful to have hear somebody that's astute enough. You're rattling off figures from the election. I didn't. I I did take a little time to do that, but most of us don't. Right. And and it's important to get that that point of view from somebody we go to lunch with and somebody we go to Walmart with. That's that's critical. I grew well, up with that. I will say that uh, you, the best thing you can possibly do when Jim Paisley is concerned, and that's listen closely because he does the research. He doesn't slant it. He simply presents the facts and then allows the individual listening to make up their own mind based on history, because so often, as they say. History has a tendency to repeat itself, and people don't look back. They don't look for comparisons in history. They simply deal with the here and now. And so what have you got as a, as a firm foundation to make a decision on anything? Well, uh, how about a little history? And it's just that simple. And as I said, you know, Jim's been doing it for a long time, and he has become one of the most trusted voices here at the Lake of the Ozarks, and, and there's no doubt about it. He uh, joins me on Key Radio. He joins me on Lake TV. He's asked to speak at the Elks Lodge or the VFW or the American Legion or any number of places. He's been involved in uh, moderating uh, debates and forums uh, during elections, prior to elections, things along those lines. And, you know, you get somebody like Jim who has the background, who has the knowledge, and he's not just uh, a history professor, but he has been uh, he's been doing things in other capacities as well over the years. So he has a deep-seated knowledge of how the system works. But he excludes his personal feelings from the history perspective, and we uh, sometimes get a little insight as to how he feels about certain subjects. But he's always been there, and he will always be there as long as he wants to be to provide us with the history, the true nature of what and how it happened. And I think that's the most important point, giving people the information, not uh, his take on it, not the spin on the three-letter networks, but the actual history, Rick. And that's so important. And, 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 and you know, I've known Jim for a whole lot of years, his wife, his family, and they're good people, solid people in the community. But, uh, again, Jim brings the historical perspective and then he takes what's going on now and relates it to the history and makes people have a better understanding of how did we handle it then? How are we handling it now? What are the differences? What are the similarities? And then you, you, you just get a good, well-rounded uh, opportunity uh, to make an educated decision for yourself. You know, that's all cool and stuff, and that really sounded great. But what's cool about Jim is he owns a bazooka. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you had to say. <laughs> He's got a Willie's Jeep and a bazooka. He's got to be cool. A Willie's Jeep and a bazooka. <laughs> yeah, and and a lot of uh, a, a lot of uh, memorabilia. Again, based on history. I it mean, is. It's not no. just. Hey, this gun's cool. I mean, he sure has it for a met. reason. I'm not sure how we met. He. Uh, I'm not sure. I think maybe he came to a gun sale because. Uh, he would bring his yeah. gorgeous, beautiful wife with him, and that she would smack him every time he'd bid on something. But uh, yeah, he doesn't do that anymore. He finally wised up. 
Yeah, I'm just he, yeah, he's not come, that yeah, he's he comes not by himself. But I'm just saying that he doesn't bring her to the gun auctions any longer. He'll yeah. probably bring his son because uh, you know his son. Uh, you know, the, uh, the apple good doesn't family. fall far from the tree. What a good family. Yeah. And, again, I think that's part of, uh, of course, of course, Camden County is, is uh, you, uh, it's it's hard not to find somebody that's that's a good American that that doesn't try to give back to the community and do the right thing. But uh, it's it's nice to be able to be around those folks and to learn them and and to uh, uh, call them friends. Yeah, you know, to be be associated with them. Well, there's no doubt about that, and uh, certainly no doubt about the fact that uh, we try to bring in guests that uh, we think will. Uh, appease those folks that live in our community and uh, certainly try to give them some insight, some knowledge, some things to work off of. And you notice we're not sitting here talking about the auction business with the best auctioneer at the Lake of the Ozarks, hands down. Uh, But we are sitting here talking about life and uh, various things that affect us on a daily basis. And I'm all about that. And I, you know, uh, another guy that uh, we have on the program, Dave Maupin, uh, he shares a lot of his experiences from law enforcement. Have you met Dave? I'm, I'm sure I have. Yeah. I'm sure I have. Dave is uh, a former member of the LAPD. And, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, Dave. Big Dave. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. I and, call and him LA. And he, sure. uh, he has some great stories that he's passed along. As a matter of fact, we talked about oh, the search warrants yeah. uh, the last time he was on. In addition to his blog, Among the Dogwoods, which, uh, you know, he goes to Camden County Commission meetings. He goes to Osage uh, School, the Osage uh, School Board meetings. He attends... Uh, Horseshoe a Special Road District meetings, uh, Village of Four Seasons meetings, and and uh, he gets a good idea and a good perspective and then shares that with the listeners, and I think that's so important. And so, uh, you know, looking to maybe do some more with uh, with Dave uh, in the coming uh, days and weeks uh, here on Key Radio. But it's just, it's nice to have the community connection uh, that you have. I know you do with a lot of folks, and, and, and I do with a lot of folks. Because it's so easy to go up to them and say, hey, like I did with you. Hey, Rick, what are you doing Monday? Come on in and let's uh, uh, let's talk for an hour and, and, and you know. Isn't it, isn't it nice to have that ideas. large of pool of people to draw from? Absolutely. And, and that's what I mean in this community. Because the community I came from, no offense, but it, it wasn't like this community. And that's one of the reasons you're listening to me. Yeah. And, uh, and so I have the opportunity to know what it's you know what the the adverse side the flip side of this is and uh, i i just uh am so struck by the the quality of the people what they want to do and how they want to help and uh, the give back the real give back uh and if and if you're and if you're sitting there thinking boy you know i'd like to help out some way i just don't know how there are a lot of community uh, call kb there's a lot of uh call me yeah uh, there's there's a lot of uh, community organizations that need the help and and it's a simple matter of sorting things uh stacking things moving things standing in a soup line whatever whatever the case is there's something that we can all do to make this community even better than it is so i wanted to get your impression of uh, of mar-a-lago and jim's probably listening going he just told me to stop thinking about Mar-a-Lago. But uh, this is something that really encompasses a lot of different perspectives and things that we've heard from the media. Obviously, they are all anti-Trump. Uh, and so uh, the, the new question being floated out there is, uh, and I believe they talked to Merrick Garland about this, was the fact that uh, the Department of Justice has waited as long as they have uh, to go after Trump for these documents. And, uh, you know, there's people saying he, a Trump ally says he knows what the FBI was looking for in Mar-a-Lago. There's talk that uh, maybe some of this uh, uh, was uh, was a plant uh, uh, 
they say Adam Schiff was flummoxed when asked why the DOJ waited 18 months uh, to do it uh, if the raid, FBI raid, was so necessary. Uh, Chuck Grassley uh, from your home state of Iowa, uh, he is uh, going to uh, uh, lead this uh, investigation. So we've got let me, more let committee me, meetings to, or hearings to sit through. I, I know him, KB, well, and he is a no-bull-crap guy. Oh, I know I'm, that. I'm just telling you, you've all been introduced to something we've known as, as a, a cherished individual in Iowa forever. And when we talk, this, this is a good point, when we talk about term limits, we've got to be damn careful because you term limits is throwing the baby's sometimes out with the bathwater. I totally get where we're at with this. Right. As a matter of fact, I have no problem going up and throwing some out. But 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 you've got to be very careful sometimes uh, with the term limits because he goes too. Now, that's okay. We'll get somebody else. Not with that experience. Right. I, I know that man personally. I've been in fundraising events and stuff with him. We've went to Washington and visited, visited uh, all of our legislators in their offices. I think that's why the kids are so connected in politics now. But what a great guy. I just want to give that little plug. And, you, and both Dylan and Danielle are... Uh, very heavily involved in politics here in the state of Missouri. Dylan is the uh, state registrar now, appointed yeah. by the governor. Very and, proud and of him. For folks who don't know, can you explain what that is? Well, what what he does actually is in vital records. So I mean, they keep track. And and you know, to listen to him yesterday, we had dinner, and and to listen to him, uh, you know, expand. Uh, my knowledge of what he does, it's just incredible. But basically, it's birth certificates, death certificates, uh, records, training uh, coroners, training uh, funeral directors and whatnot and what they do. Uh, it's the one position in the state where all of that stops, where the buck stops there. And I'm proud that he's in that position. He's also uh, a department uh, head where actually he takes care of all of those things, plus the training across the state and how those people are all trained and, and uh uh, uh, you know, uh, facilitated to, to try to make uh, uh, the records and whatnot, which are extremely complicated. I mean, some of the things like changing your name, getting married and changing your name, getting divorced and changing your name, and all of those things that go on right. uh, with vital records. Danielle is, uh, I, I'm going to butcher her title. Uh, she's, a, she's the accounts chair, Madam Secretary, accounts chair of the House of Representatives, which basically means she makes the decisions on all the expenditures. She tells you yay or nay. Okay. Uh, you, you would assume that legislators do that. We think we send legislators. That's not the case, nor why I might add you don't want them to. <laughs> she, she's, <laughs> she's the one that says, no, you can't have that. No, yeah. you, yes, you can have that. No, no, leave your chair when you're out of office. You have to leave your, your $1,000 chair. You can't take it with you. Uh, those decisions are made and I'm very proud of both of them because they've been brought up uh, well uh, they've been brought up with uh, the means and the funds but they're also brought up to be frugal and to pay attention to monies I remember one time Dylan says it's only 30 bucks I said timeout killer that's a buck a day and and that's about what a Walmart worker makes in a week okay so don't get carried away with it you know uh, uh, or in, in a monthly basis at three hundred dollars a week and so they've been taught that they've been taught that the dollar is a dollar it's not just throw it in there and go like sometimes uh, you know we send a billion here send a billion there not Bert and Ernie. They're they're gonna they're gonna watch their way, and I'm and I'm very proud of. Uh, thank you for bringing that up. But they they I just saw a picture on my Facebook that uh, his first day as a volunteer for Diane Franklin was just eight years ago. Right. I know this kid is uh, at thirty has just done very very well. He's made some incredible strides in a short <laughs> amount of time, but uh, he's very focused. And I wonder if that doesn't have anything to do with uh, with dad at some point. You know, when you were raising your kids, and you were trying to instill in them uh, the value of a dollar much like I did with my son, and he understands and realizes that uh, every month, regardless, the bills have got to get paid. On a, on a state level as well. Yeah. And, and they'll look. I remember one of the first official things he did when they put him in that position. He came in, and there were buckets on the floor of this facility. He goes, what are these for? And they said, well, it leaks. 
He says, in vital statistics, <laughs> vital <laughs> records. Right. He's, so he called the governor, and and that's that's why they put him there. He had the contacts from the Capitol itself, but mm-hmm. he called over and he said, guys, this needs to fix, be fixed. And the guy that did his HVAC and irony was up on that roof when they came. He said that was done in a week. He yeah. Said, well, that's the way it's supposed to be done. And so I'm very proud of both of them, and you've done well with yours too. I I think I I led. By example, Bill and I had had a conversation before I came in here, and I can't repeat what, what we talked about. But but it was uh, there was a lot of reverse psychology involved in the rearing. There was uh, there was lead by example, lead by example right. as best you can, uh, and teach them everything you think they should know, even if it's not in a book. Uh, and those those were some of those things. Like I never told them to go to bed, never told them to get up, never told them what to eat. Uh, I I told them the uh, the give back. You've got to put money in the boot, and they'll right. be able. To, if you start any of those phrases, uh, you know, no is not an option, and put money in the boot and stuff, they'll know what you're talking about. I just think uh, it, it's important in this day and age to really work with uh, kids because of the <clears throat> different ways that uh, kids are being approached now in schools and uh, various other areas, and being given this thought process that uh, you know what mom and dad says really doesn't matter, and in some instances maybe it's what dad says because there is no mom. If it's a single parent home, there's no dad, and it's a it's a tough job, truly a tough job fighting through all of what these kids are exposed to and trying to keep them focused. And I don't necessarily know that uh, you can uh, you can do it without a little help. Maybe you can. Uh, I know homeschooling is something that's really taken off in the last few years, but uh, certainly you, uh, you would hope that your kids learn a little something-something from you at some point. It's our job to, too. You, you lead from the front, uh, you know, and it's not. People say, well, it's tough to get them to do this and tough to get them to do that. Well, then there's the, then we might want to deal with the approach. And Dr. Phil isn't necessarily that answer. Right. right. <laughs> you, you know, you can't just shovel off the responsibility to somebody else. you got to stand up. Uh, you know, when, when we came here, I remember sitting in the hot tub one day, the three of us, and I said, uh, well, actually, the four of us. I don't. I think she was there. And I said, uh, what do we do, splash or crash? Mm-hmm. That was that was the first week we were down here, and Dylan says you don't know how to do anything else. So I mean, it was like you know we were gonna we were gonna uh, strut our stuff, do the best we could, and give back. And I said, well, and we we made this very very clear in our conversations. We wanted to give back to mm-hmm. charities, uh, badges, and schools, and uh, you know uh, churches, badges, and schools, I should say. And uh, and and it was very important to us to be able to do that. Plus, it was also important for me to have the kids see that as well. Uh, and I and I had no clue. You know, Diane asked Dylan about to volunteer uh, at the Capitol, and then that turned into all of this. I had no clue any of that was going to happen. Uh, and and in reference to your your situation, uh, I I think this is a genetic uh, situation with both of these kids all the way around. And Matt passed. Uh, I I wanted to throw some humor in. Okay, I'm I just trying you. to break this up. A I got you. I got you. <laughs> I don't know where the hour is gone, but. As always, it's a genuine pleasure to be able to hang out with you and just uh, Me too. shoot the breeze and uh, find out what's on your mind. And, uh, folks, you got to catch those Thursday night auctions. Look for the estate sales. Look for the gun auctions. It's all good. It's all available at Bryant Auction, and uh, he's an easy man to get a hold of. And when you talk about uh, taking the time to support the community that supports you, you are all about it. I've never seen you turn anyone away uh, for any reason, unless maybe it's a conflict with time uh, or uh, something going on previously, whatever you got in your uh, in your hat there. But we've got to wrap this up. Thank you, sir. My pleasure, buddy. Please Always come back and, and hang out with us again. And, folks, we will be back in your ears tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for the Tuesday edition of the Daily Show, right here on 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri.